As we begin to reintegrate into the world post-lockdown, we're confronted with the fact that our lives are not the same as they were before 2020. And with that comes the realization that a lot of us have to relearn, rebuild, and restart. Struggling to do so myself, I wondered how other people are able to rise from the ashes of crumbled moments throughout their lifetime. I'm Rebecca Lee, and this is season two. How the fuck did you bounce back? Thank you both for joining me so much, um, Olivia and Jenny. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, I was talking briefly before we started recording about how I heard of Fresh Start Registry. A friend of mine sent me the link um, that was in New York Times, New York Post. New York Magazine. New York Magazine. New York Times was, one day. <laughs> it was one of the New Yorks, you know. We, we've yours. been in the Post, too. We were in the New York Post. <laughs> we were in the New York Post, yeah. But this yeah. one was in the cut, New York Magazine. Yes. The cut. Yes. So she forwarded that to me and she was talking to her therapist about it because she she's like, I should really be a divorce doula because I advocate for it so much. Yeah. Um, and she got a divorce and she forward forwarded the article on to me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. <laughs> I like I- I've never heard of anything like this. It doesn't exist, but it's mm-hmm. so supportive um, in a time where people need it the most. Um, and I was so excited. I like, was like, I have to go find them on Instagram or somewhere. And I'm so grateful that you're here. So thank you so much. That was a long winded introduction. Um, we love it, but can you explain a little bit about what fresh start registry is, um, in your words? Well, yeah, I mean, let's start here. I appreciate that you understand that it's like so much about support because what we always say is that we're in the business of teaching people how to support and supporting people. Um, so Fresh Starts Registry is the first and only support platform of its kind. I'll let my sister go into it. She's the the talking head CEO, but <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, so the backstory of it a little bit is that um we our backgrounds in marketing. And we own a marketing agency. That was kind of what we what we did and do for many, many years. And then I got divorced in 2019. And, um, you know, I'm the older sister. And so I tend to be pretty independent and all that. And so Jenny comes over and she is helping me clean out the house. I stayed in the marital residence. I have two little boys who were, gosh, two and five at the time, which is really little. And, um, you know, we're cleaning out the house and I had one of those like Oprah aha moments. And I was like, wait a second, (laughs) half my shit is gone. Mm -hmm. This is when I actually need the registry the most, right. Of like, not only because half your stuff is gone, but because it was really fucking triggering to walk around my house and sleep in the bed that we conceived my son in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the sheets that we shared on the bed and, you know, the couch he sat in to watch TV every night. And it was like having a ghost haunt me all the time. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, you know, why isn't this a thing? And so I Googled and Googled and spent nights before I even said anything to Jenny. I was like, let me just see if this is even a thing. Um, I have a little background in the registry space. I was the social media director for a baby registry company for many years. So I kind of knew the registry space. And finally, I said to her, I'm like, I think we should build this. Like, this is not a thing in the world. We had no idea what we were doing. (laughs) Well, yeah. And then like you, so you had, you journaled this idea. I journaled Um, it. Yeah. And I was like, great. Thanks for that. I was really wrapped up in, we were running this agency together. I had only come on during COVID um, Mm. because I come from event production, like background, but 
that ended during COVID. Yeah. Um, so I like a whole nother thing too. Yeah. 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 I mean, right. I rebuilt my career. Exactly. Like so many times over, but, um, and I was very distracted because I was, I was supposed to be a COVID bride. Well, I wasn't supposed to be a COVID bride. My wedding was scheduled for May, 2020. Um, and I'd been with my then partner for, oh my God, I just got something in my eye for 10 years. And, um, I was like, our wedding had been canceled three times by COVID. We were engaged for two years. He had the ring for two years before he proposed to me, which is a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I was like, screw it. Let's just have a baby instead. I was like, I, I don't want, I'm tired of waiting. Let's just have a baby. And so my sister comes to me with this idea and I'm like trying to literally convince the man that I've been with for 10 years at this point to have a baby with me. We're engaged to be married. We live together. And so I was very distracted by that. And I was like, I can't process another company right now and olivia is like very much uh the ideas one like she comes I'm a to pisces these, i'm a, a pisces, pisces. <laughs> she's adhd so like she's yeah. got these big ideas and she comes to me and i'm very i'm very pragmatic and i'm the one that's like okay this is this is how we're gonna do it this is what we're gonna do i didn't have that because i was just trying to drag this man into having a baby with me um and it didn't work out as you can imagine. Um, and so, cause that's not how babies or marriages should really start is by dragging somebody. <laughs> Ideally. Ideally. Yeah. Ideally. Um, and so we ended up June, 2021, we had the sit down and we decided that we, I, they've been together since I was 23 years old. I'm just about to turn 33. It's not working anymore. 34, something like that. It's not working anymore. It's time to, to say goodbye. And I left like I packed up as much as I could in my Honda CRV, um, but we couldn't even fill the back seat because I had people coming in my car the next day. Like it was a whole thing um, that involved a, a cat being put down. Like it was a whole thing. It was really quite a day. Um, and we packed up my Honda CRV as much stuff as we could get into it. And I left him with the $300 rice cooker that we'd gotten as a wedding present. I left him with all of the plates, all of the dishes, all of the furniture that I had purchased. Um, I left him with the lease on the apartment, um, the bed, the mattress, all the, you know, everything, unless it was my clothing or my, or it was an heirloom from my grandmother, I left it and I moved out and I, I started, I rented an apartment and, you know, we, we live on Long, we grew up on Long Island. I moved back to Long Island from New York city and I started building a house. And then Olivia comes back at me with this idea and she's like, you know, it would be super helpful right now. <laughs> like this idea that I had yeah. a year ago. <laughs> with you. Nudge, nudge. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was funny because you talk about support and I had friends that were like, how can I help? Do you want me to come build furniture? Can I break down boxes? Because the sheer amount of cardboard you have when you're moving is so insane. And nobody talks about that. And, you know, people just wanted to help and and they wanted to buy me things. And my mother was taking me to Marshall's and being like, please, what do you need? Take cups, plates, this, that. And so it came to us that this was the this was the seed of the idea, right? Was that people want to help, they don't know how, they don't know what you need, they want to help. Um and we we wanted to give them a way to help. So that was the beginning of the idea. That's the part of the of Fresh Starts that gets the most press, right? Is the divorce registry part. Sure. But the part that we like really sort of have formed the company around and, and embrace and love is also that we have all of these um, experts 
that are available. Like, so you're saying, you're saying your friend wants mm-hmm. to be a divorce doula and like, send her our way. We will get her sorted, you know? Um, because we have, uh, 60 plus experts on the website that are available for hire by anybody going through um, a fresh start because we want people to find their support team, their support experts and the people that will hype them up and carry them through this. Um, and that's something that's really, really important to us. And, you know, yeah, we, I think we love like, to talk about the, like the basic, the basic premise of the whole company came to me because I really wanted to take the overwhelm away out of start of anybody's making a brave decision, right? So divorce, breakup, job change, living through grief. We had a lot of people coming on who are newly widowed um, coming out. Like there's no, there's nothing or, you know, changing your, your gender, all these things, right? Stepping into your truth. There was no place on the internet that people could go get the support they needed. So we always say we take the overwhelm out of all these brave decisions, because as you know, Rebecca, like mm-hmm. going through any brave decision, decision is so fucking scary and you don't necessarily know like you you don't even have the wherewithal to sit and google at night right and say like how can I find a divorce coach how can I find um, a reiki healer how can I find you know a therapist whatever so I wanted to have one place on the internet that was like a we call it a one-stop shop for everything you need to begin again so anybody can come and create a registry. It's powered by Amazon because everybody uses Amazon mm-hmm. and it's free to create a registry. And we give people scripts on what you can say when you send the registry to people, right? Because that's the whole thing is we teach people how to, that we teach people, number one, that they're worthy of the support, right? You are worthy during this big change of the support. And then we also teach people on the other side, how to support people. And then when it came to our experts, we really wanted to have a place that we had this vetted list. You have to apply to be an expert um, of anybody that can help people through any life changes, right? And what people don't realize is that when you go through one life change, you often work with 10 experts at the time. And so, you know, we've seen a lot of women, if we take like, I was my own avatar, like marketing wise. And so I'm like, okay, I'm a single mom of two. Mm-hmm. Who does she need? Right. She needs a divorce coach, a divorce lawyer, a therapist, a Reiki healer, a style coach, a dating coach, right? All these yeah. things. And we have all these amazing people on the website, but we didn't, we, we made this kind of like promise to ourselves in the beginning that we would never charge people who are going through these big, brave, bold life decisions because the, um, commodity the commodity you know vulnerability is a commodity and people love to make money off of it and so there's a lot of especially in the divorce world a lot of divorce websites that will say yeah come join our community it's only 40 dollars a month Mm. or whatever and we were like we don't want people to have to spend more money with us we don't want people to have to feel like they're we don't collect user data that they're giving us our you you know that they're private information So what we built, which is completely unique, is that when you're a Fresh Starts expert, you join for $37 a month and you have access to our community, which is where we we bring in our marketing background. So we provide um, workshops, lunch and learns, seminars, open office hours, and we do PR for our experts for $37 a month. Mm. So if you are somebody that is working, you know, most of our experts are solopreneurs or freelance, you know, coaches, um, all these things, and they join, they get all this amazing support, right? Because it all all goes back to support. So amazing support from us and the marketing side. So we help them build their business 
so they can get to their clients that really need them. And we never have to charge anybody who's going through any of these big life events. So we're supporting everybody at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I know that I have so many, I'm just like writing yeah. it yeah. because I'm like, I have so many thoughts on it. Uh, I, I thought what something that was interesting that you said was like teaching people that you're worthy of support. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, and I can only speak for myself, but as someone who went through a divorce in 2022, um, I, it's still like fresh and I yeah. still have a really hard time asking for support and for help. And yeah. I feel like I'm putting people out or I, I don't know. There's so many, so many things that go on when you're well, yeah, with a big life change. And divorce is really, really stigmatized still. And so first of all, we're very proud of you. We always tell people <laughs> we're very proud of you yeah. for making a big, brave life decision because divorce is, is one of the only things we, we say that you work really hard for. And I'll let you left with at the end of shame. And if there's one mission that we have in this world, it's to we completely flip the narrative of these mm -hmm. brave life decisions. So we celebrate people because I'm a pretty woo woo person. Mm -hmm. And and we believe at Fresh Starts, if you can change the vibration of somebody who's going through a brave life decision yeah. from uh, shame to empowerment, you can completely change the course of their lives. Uh, and yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, do you like do anything to like foster community amongst people in your like organization or not organization the people like who the people up. yeah the, the, like the, the expert the expert community oh I was talking about the, uh, the people else, going through but the freshies, I guess we, either, yeah whether. the freshies we do on social media. So we have like Got a it. lot of things on social media we do. And we are also, we just started this year offering free workshops for people. So we have one this month, which is a free budgeting workshop for people who are going, Ooh. you know, so exactly. I need to yeah. take that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, so we, we definitely have like a social media community that we've built. I will say, um, I have, I jokingly say that I become like the patron saint of divorced moms. And so yeah. I get, and I kid you not, I get on the regular every day, one to two people messaging me, telling me that they're getting divorced and how can they get the support they need and that my story has inspired them. Um, and I take time and talk to every single one of them. And the beauty of it is that we have amazing divorce coaches who offer free consults. Mm -hmm. And I can just say, you know, and I, because we have really great connections and relationships with our experts because we know all of them because we work with all of them. Right. I can say, oh, you're, you know, a single woman who's going through a breakup. Here's a great, you know, coach for you. Or you're a divorced mom of two. Here's a great coach for you. Um, so we do, you know, we've made, this is our brand and we do make <laughs> ourselves like very out there in the world. Yeah. And like, you know, Committed we want to. people to know that it's us supporting them. You know, one of the things that we always say is we are, we've always been very close sisters and we've always been there to support each other, right? Yeah. So Jenny always says, like, we've never we've never called a therapist for ourselves. We usually have the other sister call a therapist, right? Yeah. And so when we built this brand, we really wanted to be like the big sisters of the world that said, like, here, we're going to support you and hold your hand and take you know, take you through this. Uh, I love that so much. No, go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. We, we, yeah, I was going to say that because I was going to say like getting yeah. to the, the, the core of the podcast, right? Like how the F did you, how the fuck did you bounce back? Like Olivia and I before this have been through so many things that we mm -hmm. had to bounce back from and, um, before, you know, our, our breakups and divorces. And I think so much of like, you know, Olivia called me in like March, 2020, late March. And she was like, 
hey, I just thought maybe you should call your wedding venue and see if you can get another wedding date, maybe like two or three months out since this COVID thing seems to be hanging around. And I lost it. Mm-hmm. I yelled at her. I yelled at my fiance. You know, like I just mm-hmm. lost it. And it's like, she walked me through it. We wrote a script together of what I would say to the wedding venue. And I don't know how I would have bounced back without that. Mm. And over and over that, that scenario repeats itself in our lives. And so we want to be that for everyone. Like that's a very, very important thing. And I think so much of it, so much of, especially in the Instagram era is just giving people permission (sighs) and just, right. Just giving people permission. And I, I can tell you that I have been affected by so many things that I have read or seen on TikTok. I mean, we had Laura Danger on our podcast. I don't know if you know her, she's that darn chat on Mm. TikTok and she talks all about weaponized incompetence and Mm. um, domestic inequality. And I saw her TikToks and I was like, oh, I have no domestic like equity in my home. And it was just hearing the permission from her for that to be like, this isn't okay. And I was able to take that back and and process that. So I think so much of what we do and just even just being on TikTok and we don't post that much, but just commenting and being like, hey, this is, yes, this is why we founded Fresh Starts or this is why we did this. And you deserve to, to be celebrated and you deserve to be loved and you deserve a safe home situation. So many people just want that little bit of permission yeah. to realize that they can be valued and that they, like you said, they're worthy of a fresh start. They're worthy of joy. Um, they just need to be told so often. It's so funny, like we don't realize how, many people go so long without hearing that. Yeah. I think that permission thing is like, so true for like a lot of things in life. It's Mm -hmm. like, we need like the permission. It's like, I wonder like how someone gets over that where we like, don't need the permission from somebody anymore to like do the thing that we know deep down. It's like, we need that like reinforcement. I mean, I can tell you like when I started tweeting about how, um, my therapist told me early on, divorce is a gift. This is the best gift you've been handed. And I started tweeting and I tweet a lot about divorce. And I started saying, it's a celebration. It's a mitzvah. It's all these things. The amount of people that came back and they were like, I never thought of it this way, right? Mm -hmm. Divorce is freedom. Divorce is all these things. Like, and we literally were the first ones to just like flip that script. And um, it's just been amazing. Like we started, you know, we started the company um, August 2021. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the last year and a half or whatever, just the amount of time that we spend talking to people and rewriting yeah. these narratives like um, on a global scale. It, 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 we have people coming up to us and saying, oh, my manicurist is going through a divorce. And I told her, congratulations. I'm so proud mm-hmm. of you because of what I learned at Fresh Starts. Mm-hmm. And like, that's our mission. Like no amount of money could ever like match that feeling of knowing yeah. that you're changing the script on a global scale. Yeah, totally. And I feel like reframing thoughts is <sighs> like, at least huge. in my therapy sessions is like mm-hmm. a huge thing <laughs> yeah. because it's always like, for example, if someone's like, oh no, I can't, I can't go to dinner with you that night. It's like, I feel like the first thing we jump to is like, what did I do? Like, yeah. what are they mad at me? Like what I must've done something yeah. instead of totally. reframing it and being like, is there another reason you can think of that Any this person would not be available to go to dinner? Like, are they right. busy? Do they have too much on their plate? Are right. they going through something? And it's like right. being able to like, take a step back and reframe it for ourselves is super helpful. You know, one of the things that we really believe too, um, which was like a light bulb moment for me when I was going through my breakup, because I've told the story a lot. So I apologize, but like 
I came out of my relationship and I very quickly connected with somebody that I, I had known that I met 10 years ago. Um, and within two days of talking, he lives in Scotland, this guy, his name is Thomas. Um, within two days of talking to Thomas, I booked a ticket to go visit him. And I felt so bad. Like mm. I like, like naughty and like, like just like a bad girl. And I occurred to me at some point, I was like, my parents are going to be mad at me. My people Ugh. are going to think I'm crazy, you know? And, and then I was like, oh, they already think I'm crazy. I ended an engagement. Wait, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. And then I had this, this like literal light bulb moment where I was like, there are no rules. Mm. There are no rules. As long as you're safe. And as long as you're in the pursuit of joy and you get to decide what those two things are, there are there's not a, there's no rules. And like, once you realize that, cause you think as a grown up, there's some sort of like, I don't know, like guideline or Bible. You know, script. Yeah. Bible right. that you're supposed to follow there. Yeah. And there are no rules. And I like, I, you know, it took me doing that and, and booking this ticket, which was so expensive because <laughs> I booked it for two weeks from then. And it was, I was going to have to like quarantine in his apartment for 10 days. It was a bad idea. I canceled it later that night, but like, <laughs> I, it's fine. We're engaged now. So it's fine. It's worked out. But like, um, yeah, <laughs> but, but I just like, it cracks me up. Cause I'm like, I literally had to be like, oh my God, I'm 34 years old. It doesn't matter if my mom's mad at me. It doesn't matter if people think I'm crazy. There are no rules. And that was really, and, and so we, we have shirts now that say it and everything like that. Cause like, that's one of our things, like, however, and that's why it's so important to us too, you know, one of the comments we see a lot is, well, if divorced people get registries, why do, they got registries when they were married and now they're divorced. What about people that never got married? And it's like, guess what? There are no rules. You are worthy get a registry. of support too. Right. You, you get a registry. registry. And you get a like, registry. Also, like, what is, what is strange, in my opinion, what is strange yeah. thing to say? <laughs> well, you know, well, it's, it's interesting. You know, we hear this a lot from people. Um, we get, we, you know, People are like, well, I bought you a wedding present and I, you know, now I have to get mm -hmm. you a divorce. First of all, to be clear, a couple of things. We don't call the things on the registry gifts because they're not gifts, right? These are things that people need when they're going through a change yeah, in their life. It's support. Mm -hmm. It's essentials. Mm -hmm. We call them support. So we are the first support registry out there. Um, and second of all, when you love somebody, you should want to support them, right? And yeah. so, um, you know, we always tell people, no, no anybody can have a registry, right? A registry, again, is just a way to ask for what you need. And so we have a lot of people that come to make registries because they're starting their own business or because mm. they're a single woman who's buying a house for the first time or graduating PhD or medical school. Everybody is worthy of a registry. And that's something that we are always going to remind people that you're worthy of a registry. But we do get a lot of people who get very upset <laughs> that uh, that divorce especially is something that like should be celebrated and should mm. get a registry. And, you know, we always remind ourselves, you know, here at Team Fresh Start, it's like, it's so like, we're, we feel sad for those people because like mm -hmm. they probably didn't get the support that they yeah. needed. And so they're like, they're upset that they, like, they, ha they and, feel like, yeah. Right. No, totally. it's just like, there's a quote where it's like, don't wish for bigger windows in your prison and wish for your prison to be gone. Right. Like we don't have to just say that these are the two options, divorce registry and wedding registry. We can just 
there are no rules. Again, like right. it comes back to there are no rules. You can right. just make, you can just support people and you can just love people. And it right. doesn't have to matter if they're going through stuff, no. you know, that are sort of traditionally acceptable or unacceptable. And, and we definitely also want to make it clear, like there's, there's non-monetary ways to support people. Like I had, you know, friends and cousins who would FaceTime my boys so I could go cry or go call the divorce lawyer, right? Yeah. Jenny had people break up boxes for her. I had friends send dinner, mm -hmm. um, you know, but- but Just checking in. I mean, we- Just we're, checking Oli in. Olivia does this brilliant thing on Twitter where every Sunday night, is it Sunday nights? Yeah. She, she writes a script, just like a check-in script. And she's like, text this to a friend. And it's just like, you can text people. You can communicate with them. You know, Olivia and I are really big proponents of Marco Polo app, um, which mm. is an amazing communication tool mm -hmm. and just like connect with people that way. Like let them see your face, look at their face. Um, you know, and I think a lot a of times people are stuck on what to say. I, I had a friend who lost a baby last week and, um, it was devastating. And I was like, you know, I just know I need to say something, right? She mm -hmm. she needs to know that I'm there. And so I literally just sent an email back and said, I love you. I'm holding space for you. Right. But they people do know people remember when you're going through a, a big life change you do remember who shows up even oh, if yeah. it's a text even if it's one text you remember mm -hmm. so you know again people get so stuck on what to say and so we yeah. always remind people it can be simple it can just be hey i, I love you i'm thinking of you or hey let, yeah. i'm here if you need me right there's so many ways to show up for people it doesn't have to be you know and again when it goes back to the support registry i tell this story all the time but one of the first things somebody bought for me was a new toothbrush holder, right? Because mm -hmm. I had a toothbrush holder that was for four people because we had two little boys and me and my husband. And every time I'd walk into the bathroom, I would feel that pang of everything in my stomach. And finally, Jenny was like, I'm buying you a new fucking toothbrush holder for three people. Yeah. And you know what? It changed the vibration yep. of the space. We always say when you can change the things around you, the things around you change. And yep. it's so true. My toothbrush holder, I need to change it now because yes. it's, it's a, it's a, my, uh, antidepressant bottle. Like, Oh, Rebecca, we're going to send you a toothbrush We'll send you holder. one. We'll send you one. Come on, my love. <laughs> I don't slay on the counter. What's around here? Oh, this is empty. <laughs> you are worthy of a nicer toothbrush holder. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, uh, yeah, that's very true. I think it's interesting to like, we think that in order to support someone, we need to like, I mean, obviously if someone is in financial need, like that's great mm -hmm. if you're able to do yeah. that, but it's so not the only thing. And I no. feel like because we live in such a capitalist society that, um, that really, uh, thinks positively of like people who go, 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 go and like yeah. hustle culture. money and yeah, like we don't take the time to like really just say to somebody, like you said, like I'm holding space for you. I feel like that is so rare to hear yeah. from somebody, but when you do hear it, you're like, Oh my God, thank God. Uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, again, it goes back to like, people just want to be seen. Mm. And, you know, if you can just see them and that again, runs the gamut from everything from one text message to helping them buy new sheets, you know, there's so much in between all of that. You know, we have had people we know, um, you know, one of the other big things we don't talk about because there's not a registry for it is mental health. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you're going through a depression, often you need um, support from your community. And so saying to your friend, which we've done to people you go take a nap, we're going to come over and, and wash your towels, right? Mm -hmm. Or we're going to clean your kitchen for you. And 
you know, that could literally change the course of somebody's life. And that didn't cost you anything. Right. Mm -hmm. It just, just, you know, and, and what I always remind people too is it's okay to love the people you love. I think so much we're always told like, you know, yeah, you have your friends and you love them, but you don't have to show them, right? You don't have Mm. to tell them. We love loving on our friends. We love telling them how wonderful they are. And that is a chain reaction, right? That goes out into the world. So, you know, like it's okay to love people and it's okay for you to support people. Like again, giving people the permission to feel and think. And that, that's going to be a journey too, right? Like it's, Mm. it's always going to be a journey. I mean, I think my sister and I could both speak a lot about our journeys of female friendship and stuff like that. And like, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't want anyone to listen to this and be like, wow, great. Thanks for the, you know, you've (laughs) got it figured out, but like, it's always going to be such a journey to figure out how to love the people that you love and who's worthy of that love and who's Mm -hmm. worthy of your energy. Um, but I think when you find those people, it might not be a lot of people, right. And my, and my people aren't here. Like my people are in New Hampshire and California and, you know, like I, I, communicate with my friends through the phone. And if we get to see each other once every three years, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, but they make me feel really seen and loved every day. Right. And I do really believe that like the way that our friends, you know, we talked about this a lot on our Galentine's day episode, the way that our friends, particularly right now for me in my life, my girlfriends, um, show up for us and love us should be a really high bar that any man has to like pretty advanced to like get over and that that should be the way that we set the bar not any other reason just like how your friends love you because my friends are pretty romantic with me and I'm pretty romantic with them and they they do a good job and they had you know they set a very high bar that Thomas had to get over and you know Yeah. I also heard it framed this way the other day because I'm not good at asking for help. Like Mm -hmm. whether it's, even if it's not like something like big, like a divorce, even if it's something small, I'm just not Mm -hmm. good at it. It's not, you know, I've always been an independent person who has had to look out for other people in my family and be Mm -hmm. like the protector of them. So it's not- You're an oldest daughter? No, actually I'm the youngest, surprisingly enough. Um, but like my mom and my, (laughs) my mom and my sister are both like, are you familiar with Enneagram at all? Like what? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So my mom and my sister are both twos, which is like the helper and they would, Mm -hmm. they will take care of everybody before themselves. And I am not that, that, so I'm like very protective over them, Mm -hmm. but I heard it framed the other day as like, if you. You, you not asking for help is robbing them the op, robbing them yes. of the opportunity yes. to stand up for yeah. you or to yeah. support yeah. you. You're robbing them of that opportunity. And when it was framed like that to me, another reframing thing, I was like, oh, that is true. So yeah. I found that very helpful. I don't know yeah. if you guys have like I've I've said that, that basically to friends. I yes, I've heard that, and I've said to friends like. I had a friend whose partner was in um, inpatient treatment and I was like, I'm just going to send you $25 for dinner. And I sent it to her. I sent her the money and then she was, I didn't tell her I was going to send it. And I sent it to her and I said, this is for dinner. She was like, stop it. I said, I'm in Scotland right now. I can't do anything, please. I said, let me love you the way that I can love you from afar. Like it's, you know, just let me like, please. I, I, I feel helpless. I want to help. And, you know, it's creating that bridge between people that need help and people that want to help and connecting them. And I think like we've already said, there are so many ways to do that. There's monetary ways, there's non-monetary ways, there's physical ways, there's non-physical ways, there's just so many ways. And I think Olivia and I, our passion because of what we do for each other, because we help each other in non-monetary ways and, you know, monetary ways that our passion is to 
set that framework for people and build that blueprint of like, these are all the ways I think that, you know, we can talk for much longer podcasts to talk about the way capitalism individuates us and, and isolates us. Um, but I think one of the things that we so badly want to do is bring back that community. And like I said, it might be small, but it needs to, we, we want your community to be strong and supportive and loving of you. That's why I like in, t- in having this conversation with you in my head, I'm thinking of like our capitalist system and how this is so opposite that. And this is so like community oriented and it just feels better, you know, yeah. than, than, <laughs> any, yeah. than anything else. And like, yeah. I'm a huge, obviously like, not obviously to you, but my listeners like a big anti-capitalist cause I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Um, and this, so this feels like so up my alley and, it, and you're right. Yeah. Like we want to do things for other people, like inherently. Um, I think yeah. it's capitalism that causes us to get this like scarcity mentality, which is causing like the people to be like, well, what about my registry for not right. doing this 100%. thing? And it's like, it's like, there's, yeah. they think there's not enough to go around. So it's like, no, you can't have this thing of mine. Why do you get it? And it's all like, in my opinion, based on capitalism. 100%. And I think one of my favorite comments is the comment that we get of, if you get divorced, I should get your wedding present back. It's like, okay, that's a bit weird, but okay. And, you know, and I think that people like what they're not realizing, what they're not putting together is that community care is a form of self-care, right? Mm -hmm. So when we, it's crucial for the human experience to have community and, are like freshies, they confirm that experience even in the the like Instagram way, right? Just to have that sense of community. You know, Olivia and I are, like she said, we're, we come from a marketing background and we did social media marketing. We do social media marketing. And we hear a lot of rhetoric about how negative um, social media is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never had that experience because my social media community, I curated it. Right. And it's an amazing group of people that supports me and loves me. And yeah. um, listen, my following is intentionally small. I, I kick people out all the time because I only want people like interacting with me that feel really good and support me and love me. And it it is self-care to, to create a really intentional community. Is that for your personal page or my for personal page? Yeah, no, Fresh Starts, Fresh Starts has grown into this really beautiful community but my, for my personal like I'm there you know I just went off private basically yeah. um I'm very intentional about who who joins me there but for fresh starts we were very inclusive obviously and we welcome people but it's it's a self-selecting group mm, yeah I'm just curious because like I feel like now in this day and age a lot of people have to use social media for their business to mm-hmm. make money and to get the word out there and so they don't mm-hmm. really I mean, I don't know how to do this. I'm sure some, someone out there does, but like to curate it and not see the comments, negative comments, like before they come in, like, I know there's an option that's like, don't see negative comments, but like shit still gets through the cracks. So like at a certain point, it's hard to like curate your, your brand's page if it's not like a personal thing. And so I'm, I'm curious, this is like kind of off topic, but how you deal with the negative comments when they come up or the comments that you said are like, well, what about whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, Why don't I have I a think registry? It gets to what Olivia said, which is when somebody comes at you like that, like the first thing we think is like, oh my God, you're hurting. Mm. And I think we just always meet it with that. Like, I'm so sorry that you didn't get what you needed. Like, how can we support you? And that's mm. kind of our- We do a lot of sending you love and light. You know, <laughs> we, we do. And like, we, we really take the stance of everybody is trying to do their best. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a story. I, I- have been on social media since AOL instant chat room back in the day Mm -hmm. I was 12. And so I've developed a pretty big social media community 
Um, and I'm pretty open. You know, we talk a lot about the difference between authenticity and intimacy on social media. Mm. I'm very, very authentic. I talk a lot about um, emotional abuse and narcissism and all these things, um, you know, divorce, parenting. Um, I do it with, a. I mean, I'm a writer, so I do it with like a writer's hand. And so, you know, I share without oversharing. And for me, you know, well, first of all, we don't read comments on other things okay. right so on the when new york magazine posted the cut uh oh, stuff yep. on there we did not read the comments and we had friends who would go into the comment section and defend us which we love them for but in you know in terms of self-care that's part of our self-care is we don't yep. read the comments because you know for us this is our this is our baby, right? This is like, and we know the power of fresh starts and for people to make it about capitalism and make it this like, you know, push and pull thing. We know that they're coming from a, from a place of sadness and mm -hmm. we just can't respond to everybody that we wish we could. There are times, um, a couple of times on Twitter, I have responded to people and I'll say like, our registries are not just for divorced people. You can have whatever. And people mm -hmm. definitely try to get defensive and, you know, um, we just, we really take the stance of like everybody is coming at it with their own story. Yeah. And I remind people a lot on social media that what you see on social media is just 1% of their life. Right. Yep. And everybody is carrying these silent burdens around that we don't know what they are. And so we have to come at everybody with grace and love as much as we can. Mm. Right. Um, I will say, you know, if they, if people come to our page, which we have, that was, but that was a good story. Where the girl yeah. came, she came yeah. to our page and she came to our Instagram, found like a post and commented on it um, and was like, why is this? I think she said something like, why is it just for divorced people, essentially? Mm -hmm. And Olivia explained it. She was like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a particularly nasty comment. It was just kind of questioning. And Olivia explained it. And the girl was like, oh, that's lovely, actually. And, yeah. you know, so it was this piece where it was like right. people don't read people don't read articles. People don't read captions. You know, you get them in like one or two sentences. So you often have to just like break it down for them. Um, and it was really cool to like watch watch it turn around that quickly and somebody be yeah. like, oh, actually, never mind. I, I get it more now. It's cool too, like because I've been um, on social media so long, we have people that have followed our journey building this the entire way. So our publicist <laughs> said to us in the beginning, let your people defend you. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it goes back to support, right? And so we yep. were like, we are really hands off with, with trolls and comments and things like yeah. that. And, you know, um, I have, I peeked over to the comment section, like I said, and saw some of our good friends, you know, responding to people so kindly. Um, but people are going, you know people are going to say what they're going to say we were just in the daily mail and we didn't even look oh, at one comment even. we didn't even look at one That's comment no no yeah. Yeah. absolute worst yeah. Yeah. place no, so. to be no. and looking at comments yeah, yeah we didn't look at one comment so no, we were very no, we didn't. you know i think of this story uh so olivia and i um our father had what did he have? i'm trying to think he had a stroke um, I don't know how many years ago was that Olivia, like eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're very close to our dad. We have two dads. We have biological dad and a bonus dad, and we're very close to both of them. And, um, my dad had a stroke and at the time I was spending a lot of time at my, um, then boyfriend's parents house in Staten Island. And I was going to leave, uh, his apartment early or his house early to go visit my dad, um, in the city. He lived in Manhattan and just see him. He, he just had the stroke. He was still in recovery. And, I was getting on the bus in Staten Island and there was an altercation with a crazy person, like a, a woman that was just like, came up to me and was like, just being difficult. And she started screaming at me. She thought I got on the bus. She thought I 
you know, cut line to get on the bus. And I just turned around and it just reminds me so much of like, everybody is fighting their own battle. And I screamed at her, which I'm not, I'm non-confrontational. And I was like, I'm going to visit my father in the hospital after he had a stroke. I was like, maybe you want to think about what people are going through. And I, I think of that every time I have any yeah. interaction with anybody mm. that's kind of, because I'm like, what happened to you today? Like, because yeah. I was such an emotional mess that day and I didn't have it in me to take the higher road or, you know, turn the other cheek. I just needed her to know that because yes, yeah. I looked like a normal woman with a bag on my shoulder that was going to a tech job in New York city, but I wasn't that day. It was a very, very concerned, upset daughter, you know? And so I think of that every single time somebody comes at us with any sort of like yeah. frustration or anger, it's, it's this very important sort of like lesson that we, I think we all know it, but I felt it so strongly mm, that day. Yeah. And like that rage sits in my chest. And I understand how those people feel sometimes when they're, yeah. when they're commenting, because I think we've all had the urge to comment on something that we think is ridiculous in that moment. And then if maybe if we don't, or if we wait 20 minutes, we are like, okay, well actually I read the article now and I can see the perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard though. Like when you get it to be like, to not take it personally. Oh, you know? totally. Totally. I Especially so when it's hard. your baby, you know, yeah. when it's like, and like, we're so passionate about this. And, you know, Olivia and I always say like, we had this idea <laughs> and then we sat down and worked backwards to figure out how we could make it our livelihood, right? We worked backwards to say, how can this make money? Because we need to do this, whether we're making money or not, but we also need to make a living. Yep. Um, And so we're doing it from the super like passionate place. And so yeah. to have people just completely like, miss the point is can be really frustrating but you know what like that's part of like you said the self-care and the support and like knowing that keeping our heads down and, and being on our mission and it's also about we're completely changing the industry mm, right mm -hmm. we're the only people doing this we had completely flipped i mean we had um we were going down the investment track for a little bit and boy oh boy we really blew some people's minds. They didn't even know <laughs> what to do with us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was fascinating. You know, they, they just didn't get it. And I think it's because, you know, um, when you completely change the industry, like an Amazon, yep. right, like a Netflix, it takes a lot of time to really flip that narrative. Yeah. And so we understand what we're building is much bigger than a registry. It's much bigger than a platform. It's, it's a complete lifestyle brand that is going to help teach people how to support people and to be there to support people. And, you know, so we, we do take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt because we understand like this is a, a long game that we're in here. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, I will say, too, to add to that, you know, I think, again, people just don't know what what's going on behind the scenes. I've had pretty high level women reach out to me who on social media really put out one picture and then they'll reach out to me and say, um, so this is what's happening in my marriage and what should I do? And I'm so grateful that they reach out to me and I can help them. But nothing on social media is what it seems. Yep. And I remind people of that um, every holiday I post on social media. I do every holiday. And I and I show yeah. pictures of my last family pictures where I was smiling and holding my husband's hand. And I said, and little did you know, the conversation right before that was about us breaking up, mm -hmm. right? You would never know that from the pictures. And so mm -hmm. we just have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and something that we're also like part of our ethos at Fresh Starts is talking about the hard shit. 
right? It is going down. And like, that's what we love on our podcast is we really dig into it with people about these vulnerable conversations and these brave decisions, because we believe when you tell your story, right, it inspires other people and it shows them that they can do it because somebody else did it too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I felt like such a, you know, I mentioned that my ex-fiance had the ring for two years before, and it was a lot of like I found the ring I knew he had it mm. I told him to buy it mm. <laughs> you know it wasn't this wasn't like a surprise proposal and I it was awful like it was awful we were fighting so much and I was like what's wrong with me you know why don't you want to do this with me and you know we go through the whole thing and then you know it all happens and I start telling the story on our podcast and I was shocked because I felt so alone in all of that mm -hmm. and I felt like the freak because it seemed like all these other women around me were getting engaged just because the guys loved them enough mm -hmm. to ask them the question and I was always wondering when he was going to love me enough to just pop the question and you know mm -hmm. and I felt so alone and so isolated and so embarrassed like really oh. so embarrassed and and my girlfriends are like why didn't you tell us this was going on I was like what was I going to say? You know, I felt so ashamed that I was for some reason unlovable mm. in this way. And I started telling my story. And one of the lines for my podcast was, I said, like, you know, it doesn't have to be bad for it not to be good. It can just not be good. <laughs> um, oh my and, God. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my situation, you know, it wasn't abusive. It wasn't really, it was just kind of nothing. And it was fun. And I always laughed, but he didn't love me in the way that I needed to be loved in any capacity. And so I started telling my story and I started, people started saying like, that's my story or, and that's what happened to me or yeah. that's why I got divorced or, oh my God, I have to re-examine my relationship. And it's like, I just want people to not feel alone. Like Olivia yeah. and I always say, we just want people to not feel alone. And yeah. somebody's living your, you know, we talked to a friend of ours on the podcast the other day, Rob, and he was telling his story. And I was like, well, did you know that what you were going through in your childhood, another guy in our high school class of 90 people was also going through the same thing. They were, you know, having the same experience and they had no idea. And wouldn't that yeah. have made them feel less alone if they had, you know, connected over that? I just, yeah. we never want people to feel alone. No, we always say that. We say from this point on, now that Fresh Starts is in the world, not one person should feel alone making a brave decision anymore. Yeah. I love that. I relate to that so much. The, I can't remember how you phrased it. It doesn't have to be bad. Wait, what not be good. It doesn't have to be bad to not be good. Yeah. Because like, I was like, nothing happened in yeah. my relationship. It just like, wasn't, we weren't growing in the same direction. There was no, no. big thing, which is, is hard in its own right. Like sure. Like when yeah. someone does something that's, that's very, very bad, it's still hard. Right. But when they don't do anything, that's like, bad and then your friends are like well he didn't do anything bad he's a good yeah. guy or whatever I also have found I don't know if you found this or not but like people come into conversations with you with their own opinion already formed based on what has happened <laughs> in their life so it's like oh, yeah. when I talk to people who are married they were very like pro stay in the marriage when I talk to yeah. people who are divorced they were very pro get a divorce which like is another thing of like considering the source of who you're talking to, which goes hand in hand with like the negative comments or whatever <laughs> you want to call yeah, them. It's like, you got to consider the source before. Yes, you got to consider in. the source. You know, I had a friend, I said to a friend, you know, he never kissed me. He never, he never kissed me 
like just to kiss me, like just so, oh, you're in that, you know, I'm going to kiss you. When he left, when he came into the house, he never kissed me. And they responded, well, my fiance never kisses me, but that's just what they're like. And I'm like, okay. And if that's okay for you, then that's okay. I said something like, well, for me, it wasn't okay. But like, yeah, it was, you know, it's one of those things. And then I had other people, you know, that said to me, well, I know he really loved you. And I was like, is that a helpful comment that, you know, you have to consider the source mm-hmm. so much. You have to consider where people are coming from. I mean, I know people said a lot of boneheaded stuff to my sister too, about yeah. what you can put up with or what you should put up with or mm-hmm. what a relationship should be like. And it's, you really do have to consider those. Yeah, we I call mean, it, we call it human literacy over here. At Fresh Starts. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I had people, I always joke about this, that like when I started talking to now, now fiance, we talked for three months before I flew over to Scotland. And I'd only met him once for 20 minutes in an art gallery 11 years ago. And we talked for three months and every night we would sometimes he was on furlough. So we talked for six hours at a time. We would stay up all night talking and people would be like, I think he's just trying to sleep with you. And I was like, I think that that's a really outside like guest considering Mm -hmm. he's put in three months of talking, you know, and I'd have to consider the source on that one because I'd look at those friends and I'd be like, Oh, you were really badly hurt by somebody. And you know, I'm going to hear what you're saying, but I'm not going to buy into it too much Mm -hmm. because you have to, you have to learn to filter for sure. I think the one that bothered me the most was like, someone was like, but your, your mental health has been so good since you guys have been together or whatever. And I was like, could it possibly be that I've been in therapy for seven <laughs> mm-hmm. years and right. I found it- the right combination of antidepressants? <laughs> Could it possibly be that I'm working out regularly and it's making my brain better? Right. Could it be mm-hmm. me? Yeah. Is it me that's making me happy? Yeah. God yeah. forbid. God right. forbid. Um, I'm curious. I know we're coming up on our time, but I wanted to ask you this because something that I'm going through and since you guys have you know, been through the same thing, uh, I wanted to get your opinion on it. What do you do when you have mutual friends or did mm-hmm. you, do, how did you navigate that? Um, like, because I feel like some people were friends with your partner mm-hmm. first. So you some friends were friends with you first. some people you met together, but like mm-hmm. there does feel like there's an allegiance to people feel like there is an allegiance to certain people. And I'm just curious how you guys navigated that. Do you want to go first, Olivia? <laughs> I don't really have that experience. I'm going to be yeah. honest. Um, yeah, you didn't have that experience. I did. But, I We yeah. had a really extensive group of, we had a really big social group. We worked together for a while um, and it was a really big part of our lives. I lost a lot of friends. Yeah. Like I just did. A lot just fell off. Um, a lot I had to say goodbye to because they would say boneheaded things to me uh, that weren't thoughtful and it wasn't helping and that wasn't great. Um, and then there were, there are a couple of people, one of my really close friends is still pretty friendly with him. Um, I haven't held any punches because I kind of can't with her She's too close to me for me to, you know, she can make those decisions on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you're going to have people like that, they have to be super diplomatic and smart. Yeah. Um, because she's super diplomatic and smart and she's obviously closer to me than she is to him. But I, I was surprised. I mean, and heartbroken, like, yeah. to be honest with you, like it, there was like a second level of heartbreak to these yep. people that I had known for, you know, we were together for a decade, like, and so I'd known them for a decade and I was like, uh, you know, and I think, I do think that there are certain people that after a cool off period, they'll come back. Sure. Um, cause I, you know, I, I think that that can happen. I I'm really yeah. close friends with my college ex now, but we couldn't be close friends for like a decade. Yeah. Um, and so I do think that there are going to be people that come back. 
and that I they that I'll reach back out to once there's a cloth period because I I also just think from my perspective I don't need I don't think I should be knowing anything that like goes yeah. on in his life you know sure. yep yeah. and so that's what I would say like you kind of have to pick your players and pick the people that you're gonna stick it out with but I do I do have to say like it's hard for people not to pick sides especially when they don't understand that like it wasn't really bad you know what I mean I'm like you can like I said to people they were like is it okay if I'm still friends with him I was like of course like you know I wouldn't suggest being engaged to him but like go be friends with him Mm -hmm. um and I but but you do have to have that second level of heartbreak I mean right I feel like we don't talk about that a a lot in our society is like yeah we we do talk about divorce a fair amount maybe not all the aspects of it of course not but like I don't feel like we touch very much on like the friends that you lose because of that, which is like so painful. I mean, and I didn't have that experience necessarily with that because we didn't really share friends. He was from, he wasn't from New York. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of his friends were back in Chicago where he was from. And so he went back to Chicago. Got it. So he kind of remained, he, but I will say there were friends that we made during the marriage. And if they were women, they became my friends. Got it. Um, it. But, um, what I was going to say, though, is that I had girlfriends of mine who ghosted me during mm. my divorce because they either saw there was elements of their marriage that they were not proud of. And that was like, but I also had a lot of friends who, um, for lack of a better word, were jealous that I kind of got free. Yeah. And, you know, and so like I had a lot of friends during my time of really needed support, just completely ghosted yeah. me um, completely. And, you know, so and some of them have never come back, you know, so I think for me, when it comes to friendship, you know, and all of that, it's who can you really trust? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I don't think there's any problem sharing friends, but it's like if you're going to go meet somebody new and you want to share your exciting new details right. with somebody, are they going to bring that back, you know, to your mm-hmm. ex? You know, and things you, like that. But... Maybe you want them to bring it back to your ex. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, but you're absolutely right, Rebecca. I think that like there's that's where like divorce is so layered. Like, I don't yeah. have any communication anymore with my ex's family. And I was very right. close to my ex's family. Same. And we don't um, talk about that. And they, we should talk about that because we, you know, so often when we get these like hurtful comments from people these these sad comments Olivia and I say it seems like these people have never supported someone through a divorce because you know if you support someone through a divorce how devastating it is to every aspect of your life right it's not just bye-bye you know co-parenting or I'll never see you again it's every item that you bought together and every memory that you no longer have someone to reflect off Uh, of and their mom and their cousin that you really liked it's and and their their best childhood friend that you had inside Mm -hmm. jokes with I mean there are people that are just gone for my life and that I I loved and had my own Mm -hmm. relationship with, but they're his friends and I'm not going to take his middle school friends, you know? And so I think that it's really devastating, whether it's divorce, big break, whatever it is, it can, it's really devastating. And it gets into like, it's not cut you in half. It's separate your guts. You know, it's pulling you apart. Yeah. I always say it's like, it's like separating an atom, right? It's just, yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. And I, I, I do think, you know, Olivia also had some people that ghosted that, that did come back and they explained themselves. And I do mm-hmm. think a lot of community and a lot of friendship is having love in your heart, um, anticipating best 
intentions, like giving yeah. people the benefit of their best intentions and having a lot of grace. For yeah. People. I mean, like one of my best, best friends in the world was going through a child loss at the same time as my divorce. And I knew she couldn't handle my grief mm-hmm. alongside yeah. her grief. And, you know, so she politely kind of checked out of the friendship for a few yeah. years. And I understood that. And and she's come back around and, and she understands everything. Um, you know, and I, I think that to a degree, sometimes there's some friends and I had this too, that saw everything so clearly that you were going through that it was almost like so hard for them to process it. And like, yeah. they didn't know how to handle it. Like, you know, people, like you said, Rebecca, people come into this with so much of their own baggage. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we come from a family of divorce. Every grandparent is divorced. Our parents are divorced. Like, we grew up around divorce. So for us, this is very normal and like natural and organic. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, it's not. Yeah. And so, you know, when I was going through my divorce, it really shook a lot of people. And I was the first one of most of my friends to get divorced. And, you mm-hmm. know, it, it really does shake the boat, rock the boat for a lot of people because then they start looking at themselves and their lives. And it's it, divorce is contagious um, in the best way because people start really examining what's going on in their life. And, you know, I always joke that like, maybe you'll agree with me. The open secret is that divorced women are the happiest. (laughs) Yeah. I literally have a group of friends in our like chat group or whatever in our phones is like hot divorcees or something. Right. Exactly. I mean, mean, yeah, I I think it's also worth remembering just like with romantic partners, like people come into our lives for a season and they're, they teach us things and so do friends, you know, and what did, uh, Danielle Jackson said, average friendships last like seven years, seven years, making new friends every seven years. And so it should not be seen as like a total net negative. If friends come out of your life and go, because I bet like, I don't know, I don't know if you had this experience, but the orientation week at college, you always have friends where you like are friends with those people that one week and then you never see mm-hmm. them again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I feel like there are certain parts of our lives that we go through where yeah. it's like, these are, these are the people that carried me through this divorce. You know, I, the, when I lived in Queens with Max, there was a beautiful woman across the hall, this, my friend Lila. And she really carried me through that last year of our relationship unknowingly. She didn't even know that she was that support. There were a couple things she said to my ex that kind of woke me up. You know, um, I was followed one day home from to our apartment and he, my ex said, you know, you should really look out for yourself. And Lila looked at him and she goes, you should be looking out for her. That's your job. And I woke up and I was like, she's right. You know, she was the first person I told when we broke up, we're not particularly close right now, but like, that was the season. That mm-hmm. was the season that we had. And I think, and I think that part of that is that she still lives across the hall from my ex. So it's awkward, you know? And yeah. so I, but that was the season that we had. And I'm grateful for that. And like, no, no harm, no foul. Right. Sometimes. No, and and I think like, again, if people can support you at whatever it is, that support is taken and received Mm -hmm. and it doesn't go away. Like, you're not going to like ever like say, well, I'm not, I'm going to disregard the support because this person's out of my life. It's taken, it's built upon. And I think like, that's the beauty of what we're doing at Fresh Start. It's like, whether you have a friend that can give you the toothbrush holder or send you the text or help you build the new bed, And then, you know, maybe they go on to do something else. You'll always have that memory with them. You'll Mm -hmm. always have. And like one of the things we talk a lot about, which um, is when your friends can support you by getting you the things you need. Every time you see that toothbrush holder, you're going to think of your beautiful best friend who got you the toothbrush holder and the Mm -hmm. memories. And like that, again, goes back to the vibration. And it's about filling your life with this joy. And that's what we're here at, you know, Fresh Starts to help people do. I love that. Um, 
I would just want to ask one more question. If you yeah, no, could give any advice or big sister love thoughts, final thoughts to the people listening right now, um, going through just a transition, I mean, sure. A divorce, a breakup, but just transitions in general. Do you have anything that you could tell them? I love that you're asking this because we ask this on our podcast and <laughs> love nobody it. ever asks us this. <laughs> I love um, when that happens and the roles I know, are reversed. it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that for people who are considering any brave life decision, just to know that you are worthy of having a happy life. You are worthy of being loved and feeling fulfilled, even if that's just from you to you. Mm-hmm. Like you are going to be here on this earth with you every step of the way. I always tell people I bet on myself before anything else. And it's always worked out. And, you know, not that I am, believe me, I'm in a lot of therapy. I do a lot of healing. I do a lot of stuff, but you know, and again, having just one friend that you can have there to cheer you on and have zero limiting beliefs about you. So if you're like, I want to pack it all up and move to Europe for a year, they're like, you do that, babe. Like, I got you. I'll call you. Right. So having your support system, surrounding yourself with people who believe in you and love you unconditionally, and that maybe one or two people, maybe one person, that's all it takes for you to believe in yourself and also get a great therapist right? We have them on fresh starts, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going through a divorce, divorce coaches, which I don't think people really know much about are life-changing. Not only do they save money for people because divorce is extremely financially crazy, but um, they are basically your best friend through the divorce who can help you every step of the way. Yeah. And also, um, and something that took me a long time to do is get creative, do something with your hands. Mm. So, you know, for me, um, I, didn't have a house with much color on the walls my ex didn't like artwork Mm -hmm. and mirrors (laughs) so we didn't have anything up and I started watercoloring again and just seeing the color on the paper was life-changing for me so have a friend get creative get out of your own head you know I love watercoloring because you can't fuck it up yeah, Just I was talking about this water- with somebody the other day. Yeah. Oh, they were like, I need to do art. And I was like, watercolor. Watercolor. Our mom's <laughs> a watercolorist. We grew up around watercolor. Oh, and I love so that. for us, um, it's like there's a magic around watercoloring. Yeah. And and also, um, really like I always say, go back to who you were when you were like 15. Mm-hmm. Listen to that music again. Like go write in your journal. Like take walks, walks, walking for me is my spirituality. Like I walk, I listen to Van Morrison. I just get out of my own head. Right. So like go back to who you were before all this shit started. And it, it's going to be small, but the small changes add up. And I think that's the beauty of it. And then you'll see, you're going to come out the other side. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I would say, um, going off of that, other people's opinions of you are none of your business. Oh, that's and... my favorite. That is like my favorite thing to say ever. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, I say it all the time because they're going to think you're crazy. Somebody out there thinks you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Somebody out there thinks you're great. It's none of your business. And this goes back to there are no rules because you just can't worry about that. You know, I worried for so long that people would think that I was loved or that people would think that I was worthy or that people would think that I was the good girl doing the right thing. You know what that, where that got me? Like my mother's house at 34 years old, you know, crying in my childhood Mm -hmm. bed. And so I was like, 
oh, like I, I talked about it before, but there are no rules. And so you just have to figure out, really interrogate yourself, interrogate the choices that you've made, interrogate the choices that you think you want to make. What do you want for your life? Are you sure? Why do you think that? Who told you that? Where that idea come from? And then yeah. find the place that feels good and realize that it doesn't matter who thinks what of you and move through joy it, to to the next moment of joy through that place because there are no rules. And I, I, I have girlfriends that are getting necklaces that say there are no rules. I have a friend that's getting a tattoo that says it. Like it's, it, I, I'm going to beat that drum for the rest of my life because you can do whatever you want as long as you're safe and in the pursuit of joy. That's my advice. I and buy yourself that. the flowers. Buy yourself the flowers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is so true. Um, Thank you both so much for giving me your time. Uh, I This was such a treat. I absolutely oh. loved it. It was so helpful for me. I know it's going to be helpful for other people. Um, And thanks for just doing what you're doing. Thanks for just being support for people who need it. Uh, it's that's big. It's life changing. So thank you. Thank you for seeing us. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of how the fuck did you bounce back with guests Olivia and Jenny of Fresh Starts Registry. Fresh Starts Registry is the first and only platform for everything you need to start over again, whether that's if you get a divorce, change jobs, if you're living with grief, any time in life that you need to start again. New episodes every Thursday, so don't forget to subscribe to get all the updates. Thanks again for listening.